Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. And welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFridis, and this week I am joined by Brian Altano. Hey, how are Finally. you? Finally. <laughs> yes. You're back. I'm Zach back Ryan. from Gamescom. Hey, what's up? Uh, and Paris I'm also here. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Zach Ryan? I am also here. I'm also here. Well, I got I, I got busted. I, I was still working when the show started, so a lot of people will see what I look like when I'm typing emails. I see. This yeah. one. Perfect. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, this week we will be talking about Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, how we really feel about Super Mario 3D All-Stars being limited release and ramifications behind that move. And of course, about how much it costs. But I believe that obviously the biggest news this week, I mean, besides some other big news, but we don't really care about that on this show, is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity <laughs> is coming on November 20th. There you go. Yeah, there's, your, first impression. there's your November game. That I mean, Again. so it comes out the day after Cyberpunk. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I so I I will I will say that like this was this was a surprise for sure, right? Like this is in a in a year full of things leaking constantly. This was a pretty awesome surprise to find out there's essentially a prequel to Breath of the Wild coming to Nintendo Switch. Um if I just defined it as that, then yes, ex- most excited man in the world. But um, th- this is a Musou game. It is, you know, from Tecmo Koei. It is a, a warrior style game um, akin to Hyrule Wars and Fire Emblem's Heroes. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. That's I didn't right. play that one. Yeah. Um, which is great. Wait. Like if you if wait, you, is it? Let's get that no. right. Is it Heroes? Is that the one on the phone or is Heroes the one? Hair? Fire Emblem Warriors is the one on, on yeah, Switch. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. I see you out there, Fire Emblem subreddit. Relax. We got exactly. it right. Thank okay. you. Thank you for having my back on that one, Pear. You're dead mm-hmm. to me. That's right. Um, <laughs> Pear, let it happen. You saw it. I wouldn't um, want it dropped. Run it back if you want to see Pear absolutely roast, Brian. Yeah. No, you, you totally left me out to dry there. You're not, I'm, you know what? If I ever move, I'm going to call Zach, and Zach's going to come over and help me move, and not you, because we're not close friends. I'll really Brian. It's Pear Pizza. It, it is really difficult to keep the names of the Warriors franchise straight, right? Like, they're, mm-hmm. all of these games are so different in name, yet they're all part of the Warriors franchise. Dynasty, Hyrule. Yep, and, uh-huh. and hence, maybe the Fire Emblem game is called Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay. But it's right. No, it's Warriors. Okay, let's move on. I want a Wario Warriors game. <laughs> so I, from what I've been seeing overall, people have been accepting this overall positively. I yeah. think if this was part of a bigger direct, I think people would have seen the beginning of this, thought it was Breath of the Wild 2, and then been kind of like taken, I don't know, taken by surprise. So, that it's not what they're expecting, but because they were upfront, it was a standalone announcement. It's able to kind of shine on its own and not to be in the shadow of what people really, really want. Because now it's just a cool bonus. I, I understand why they did it the way that they did, but I have to say that having Aonuma start this statement by we know that people have been waiting for news about Breath of the Wild 2 for a very long time. It's so cruel. What a yeah. cruel way to start this. Because like, what a roller coaster of emotions, man. That was, was like, oh my God. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, I, see, I, for some reason, I did not, I, I was not expecting any news on Zelda. And so when he appeared, I'm like, cool, Zelda Picross or something, right? Like he, <laughs> I, I instantly, when I saw him, I somehow instantly knew it was going, wasn't going to be the, the sequel. Um, but uh, I, I thought they handled the announcement really well. You know, they set the, set the stage saying, like, it's going to be a while until you hear more information about the next game. But, you know, here's something to tide you over. And, uh, you know, like, I played the last Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors. I, I fired it up, um, you know, uh, 
yesterday and played it a bunch with my daughter and it's like these games are good. We gave them sevens. Mm-hmm. I think, Casey, you reviewed one, right? I did. So Jose reviewed the original, gave it a seven. And I reviewed the definitive edition on the Switch and gave it a 7.5 for good. I know that our scale doesn't follow that anymore. But if I had mm-hmm. to either bump it up or down, I would honestly probably bump it up to an eight okay. rather than down to a seven. Um, I think the amount of content in that game is astounding, even though it is kind of repetitive. I mean, it's a Muso game. For Musa games, Dynasty Warriors, you're just fighting hordes of enemies. But with Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, you you got like 31 characters. And right off the bat, you had 16 to choose from. And then on top of that, the story is actually, even though it was completely off the wall and bonkers, ridiculous, it was still pretty, um, there's a lot to it. And there were a lot of really interesting, um, cut, man, I'm drawing a blank, cutscenes that kind of gave more personality to a lot of the characters and they brought characters from all of the different Zelda games. So I really enjoyed it. And then on top of that, you got a regular Legend of Zelda map to explore where you could, there's just a lot to it. Go read the review. The mode, yeah. It yeah. It's in uh, re- replaying it. I, I was struck by how much fun it is. It is fun to just kind of slash at these hordes of enemies and like get bigger specials and, you know, switching between characters and un- unlocking more. Um, there is a there's a lack of that kind of the final tweak and finish that Zelda games are known for, right? Like just even the way the camera feels is just super janky to me. Like by default, you can tweak a lot in this game, which is great. Right. But like everything just is a little janky still. Um, <laughs> including the whole like I've mentioned this before, like it sometimes feels like a Zelda imposter thing. Like you you look at the characters and you're like, ah, something is wrong with the way they act mm-hmm. and they look and all of that. But, you know, as a kind of silly hack and slash game, it works. And then, Casey, you're exactly right. It's like, this game is all about volume. It's all about, like, hordes of enemies, and it's all about hordes of rewards. Like, when you finish a level, it's almost like this, like, giant treasure chest monster comes forward and just barfs items out. It's just like, and you, like, you finish a level, and it's just, like, list after list of these things, and you're hitting the A button to get through all of them, right? which is completely different from a Zelda game where it's like you find the hook shot and it's like this momentous occasion that's going to yes. tide you over for the next two hours. Very well, it, it, like to me, Zelda has always been about, and I think to most people about, you know, exploration and adventure and, you know, discovery and, and combat has obviously always been a part of it, but not the whole part of it. You know, it was never really that much of an emphasis on it, that that was the entire reason that I was playing those games. Um, and I think that like removing a lot of those elements and just um, paring it down to this almost like frantic, chaotic, just waves and waves of enemies. And then these alarms going off, like, you better go over here. You better go over here. You better do all this. You better do all that. Um, it's definitely fun in its own right. And it's definitely interesting in its own right. And I think that like taking a franchise like that and uh, adding the so- sort of Zelda flair to it is a really good idea. But in to to be blunt like in a in a vacuum i think that this is a great announcement but when we were having conversations at the beginning of the year you know how will nintendo respond to the ps5 and the xbox series x and all that there the reality is that the, their big lineup this fall is a few ports of mario games which i love but they're they're essentially just yeah and and pikmin a, a port of a wii u game and uh, um, a muso game like that's so, yeah, kind of crazy core- that's four old games mm-hmm. and one very, very niche game yeah. in their one of their biggest franchises. So right. I totally get where you're coming from, Brian. It is a weird 
it is a weird response, but we've talked a lot about on uh, on this show specifically that that Nintendo doesn't necessarily feel like they need to compete with nope. Xbox and PlayStation. They got their own thing going, and they're happy to, you know, compete against themselves. Essentially, they yeah. they just increased their uh, sales projections for the Switch for the next quarter. Um, I believe thirty million, and so like they're they're killing it. You can't you can barely find Nintendo Switches right now. So for me yeah. to you know play armchair analyst and be like this is not enough is stupid because it obviously is for most consumers but i do think that it it does feel a little thin for for a year overall um all things considered yeah i i agree and the one thing to remember is that nintendo's top selling games sell well for a long time right so we we are definitely going to see more people buy switches this holiday season and they're not necessarily motivated by you know hyrule warriors or you know whatever nintendo's december game is they usually is one right like what's the xenoblade of this year um i they're motivated by mario kart and they're motivated by new super mario brothers and then maybe you know obviously smash but maybe some other games are are starting to fill that roster like paper mario came out with what feels like little fanfare it's selling well obviously but like i feel like paper mario can have legs into the holiday season too because that's a really good game and it's an original installment Mm -hmm. um so hopefully they'll they'll be able to lean on that but yeah it's not a it's not you know a spider-man or it's not a cyberpunk or it's not even you know it's not a call of duty that nintendo's leading november with it is a you know, hopefully better version of a Warriors game because like I feel like the art style looks really good now because it yeah. does look exactly like Breath of the like Wild. Breath of and the so Wild. Even the key art, even the key art ho- looks like it could have come straight from, you know, the Breath of yeah, the Wild handbook. Ho- hopefully all of that makes a difference and it does feel like a more polished experience. If not, it's gonna be another kind of fat, fast hack and slash that I think, is fun I think to play also, for a month and then forgotten. I think it's also telling that they went to great lengths to to reiterate the idea that they've worked very closely with Nintendo and specifically the Zelda team on this one to to continue or or I guess set up the story for uh Breath of the Wild and in that I'm I'm pretty interested in this game right. just in the fact that it's it's more of that world and more of that story which I love very dearly um you know I think Breath of the Wild is probably my all-time favorite game at this point so um anything that I can get more insight into that that particular version of hyrule i'm i'm definitely interested but i'm just not particularly certain that the vehicle of a muso game is where i would like preferential you know like where i would prefer to get my my (laughs) that information from so right that was a clumsy way of saying that i'm like lukewarm excited about it Mm -hmm. so to recap we do know that um age of calamity specifically is going to be happening a hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild. So we got those memories. We got some glimpses of what happened back then. And that's what those are the events that this is going to tell. So we know that some of the playable characters will be the champions, um, Dario Gravali, Mifa, Urbosa, Link, and Zelda. And there will be a lot more characters, but we're not really sure because we didn't get to really see who else was involved in I guess it's a war, right? Like it was a war. Yeah, between... Well, yeah, it's the it's the calamity war, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the inciting incident of the first game. Um, and and that's where I think this might work because to to show a war between hundreds of I don't hundreds of enemies and hundreds of um, soldiers. I mean, a, a warrior's game kind of works for that. So I see there being mm-hmm. certain levels, and there are occasionally puzzle elements to these warrior games especially the hyrule warriors one i mean they were super small and not anything over complicated or anything super memorable but it is something that they can implement and maybe they will implement that 
more when you have some more difficult fights. Like I know you will be having to protect the, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank, divine beasts when you have to protect the divine beasts. But the thing is, we already know the outcome of this war. So is everything just going to result in failures? Like, I don't, how are they going to address that? Well, it could have the hopeful ending of Link waking up, right? And that's the connecting point for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it, it definitely um, promises to be the Halo Reach of the Zelda games, right? Where, you know, it, it, the world is doomed and then, you know, there's a hopeful spark in the end of, of Link getting saved and put to sleep for a while. Yeah, Which, I think like you know, if, if you think it, about it, doesn't that always happen with Zelda? Yeah, yeah but everyone <laughs> yeah. dies. Everyone but Zelda yeah. and Link die. Sorry, spoiler for Yeah, but there's like there's like a new there's like a new Link and a new Zelda like every 50 years or whatever. Like it's you know, it's yeah. that's it's the I've always said the the Zelda timeline is a, a plate of spaghetti. Like it is just it's sort of just nonsense. Um, delicious. It's delicious too. Um it yeah, the, the thing is like I I I, I'm warming up to this game for sure. And I, I, one of the things I was saying was that like the, the pessimist in me was like, I really would have wanted breath of the wild two this fall. Um, but I guess like the optimist is that now you have three breath of the wild games, which is cool. Right. And so mm -hmm. I, I totally see why people are excited for this. Um, I totally understand why some of us would be a little lukewarm because it's like, absolutely, it's not exactly what we're looking for in a Zelda game. But then again, I mean, Breath of the Wild wasn't exactly what I was looking for in a Zelda game, and it ended up being everything I wanted, you know, minus some dungeons. Like it, it turned out to be such a such a special game, um, and I really hope that uh, they're they're making the sequel perfect, and they're they they are taking their time with it because I, I I want to see them build on that game meaningfully, and I think that this is a nice holdover until they're ready for that, and they're not developing it. Like this is out of yeah. their hands. I mean, they're yeah. they're 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 part of it but this i've saw some people being like oh why are they working on this instead of the breath of the wild too and it's like it's not like they're it's not you the know, same team yeah. yeah so there's yeah. multitasking happening here i also think this this also um we also know that breath of the wild 2 won't be a prequel set during this time now because i i know some people were thinking hmm. maybe that could be a thing but if this is taking up that time so now we have a we'll have a full timeline of, of before current breath of the wild and then after breath of the wild 2 which i think mm -hmm. is really interesting and yeah. I just want to say again, like all of the characters in Hyrule Warriors played pretty differently. Like there were some very interesting combos you could do with each of the different characters. They did different things. You kind of had to learn every character to fully utilize them. And I really liked that about Hyrule Warriors. I mean, you could still button mash if you were playing on easy, but it was way more interesting to learn the uh, characters ins and outs. And I want to know, like, right. so we already know, assume that the six playable characters will be the characters in the key art. But who else yeah. do you want to see? Knowing that in the original Hyrule Warriors, just because a character is playable doesn't mean it they're integrated into the story. So yeah. it could be kind of wild. Yeah, they have they have fun with it. I, I mean, so far, uh, the, the difference here presumably is that they want to not break this, um, the kind of like art style in the world. And so if they included kind of original characters like Linkle or they brought in Midna as a, a guest star that they would re-render them in that kind of more cel-shaded artwork, which I think would be really cool. But um, yeah, it, it's an interesting question because as you said it, like a lot of the people from the war are gone. 
and mm-hmm. you know like or bosa mifa the rivali they're they're kind of the exceptions right and a lot of the characters that, that appear in breath of the wild wouldn't have been around back in the days right like right. a lot of the characters are kind of like the ones that were born in the aftermath of it so you know the king obviously maybe we'll see a, yeah. you know, a younger king participate in the battle in some fashion um you know i know i kind of want old chubby king to participate in the battle i like that idea of him just kind of being like a wrecking ball and rolling around there well i think that they're going to get very (laughs) they're going to get very loose with the cannon on this one um if you look at hyrule warriors like they introduced marin from Link's awakening and it's like what what is she doing here she's fake you know (laughs) like spoilers but again, Hyrule Warriors is not beholden to the Zelda story. And like, it does sound like this one directly ties in with Breath of the Wild. Like, this is meant to be mm-hmm. a story prequel. It is a prequel. And so for a second, I was like, oh, it'd be interesting if they went with uh, with just six playable characters. But they, by the way, there's one shot where you see somebody kneeling next to Link, and it could very well be uh, Impa, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're definitely characters that that would be around in that canon, in, in, in that story canon for some in some fashion but that'd be really interesting if they actually restrained themselves and they weren't the game of you know 30 plus characters and thousands of items and all of that interesting yeah i think the stronger musou games have a ton of yeah. characters to play as which is why i think uh hyrule warriors was so strong like the first game i reviewed for ign was a musou game and that game i think it was berserk and the band of the hawk and it only had i think four playable characters oh my god no never again like not enough characters six is not enough characters it, this game will has to have more player more playable characters than six and mm-hmm. it has to have local co-op or else no. yeah and you want obviously you want prince sidon right yeah even though he, yeah, i know he go. was like a baby or no he didn't exist then so he'll time he'll go through a portal yeah it'll be and fine then Be- beetle has to be there right Oh yeah, Beetle will be yeah. there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taking people's money. Hestu, the Korok seed. Okay, guy. I like that guy. Oh yeah, that's, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. How about how about Epona? You the, you don't ride the horse. The horse is. You could be the horse. Attack the skeleton horse can be there. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. I like the skeleton. Skeleton horse, horse, horse is timeless. Hestu could throw rule. golden poop at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. that was the unlockable. Hestu would be great. Mm-hmm. Plus, Hestu is like a thousand years old, so it, it really moves around. Sense. And in the yeah. original Hyrule Warriors, you got to play as enemies too. Especially, they had some like weird, out there enemies. Like they had a, like a Gajinka version of Volvagia, so they had like a humanoid version of a dragon boss. Like it made no sense, but he was there, so we could yeah. see some like out like weird things like that as well. But um, I really like the, I like the idea of like Hestu canonically just fighting a hundred thousand bubble clients out in the, out in the yard for like a couple of years. Like, Sounds great. It doesn't yes. make any sense, but I love it. But, uh, just for the people who are gonna get mad, he does. He knows they're not called bubble clients. No, no, no. We um, jury still out. We checked with Bill Trin, and he said that that's fine. Okay, they're not oh, called yeah. bubble clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are the big matter. ones called? What are the what are the moblins called in in oh, bubble kings? Bubble Kings, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Checks out. Good. But that is about all we know about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity so far. We will be learning more on September 26th. So I guess maybe we'll be getting a full-size direct at that point to kind of explain more. Maybe we'll get some more character reveals and see it 
uh, some more uncut gameplay. But I am looking forward to that. But before we move on away from Zelda, I did want to bring up that quote that Pear brought up earlier um, from Anuma, And he said, um, regarding the sequel for Breath of the Wild, uh, in order to make the vast world you enjoyed exploring in the original game even more impressive, the team is working hard on its development, so you'll have to wait a bit longer before we can provide more updates. And because of that, people have been speculating. Pear, what do you think? I think that sounds like we'll go back to the same Hyrule, the same map, um, with changes, obviously. So if this is the sequel, then, you know, whatever happened after, you know, the battle against Calamity was won the kind of rebuilding or, you know, another attack happening, that's what's going to shape the map. And like, you know, some people have speculated you go underground for certain things. Um, it's uh, It does sound like it's not, here's the story that travels somebody else. That quote just sounds like we're working on making this map something different, but the map, not another map. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, I think I I think that's what it sounds like as well i think there will be more obviously but i think it'll be an altered version of what we kind of know which is fine um anyway that's all we know about hyrule warriors uh, i'm sorry bear what are you whispering i said i want to find new stuff i'm sure oh. they'll have lots of stuff 900 to more korok seeds love it yeah no let's do it i mean what if the entire map was revealed at the beginning and that's not the point of the game that'd be uh that'd be a curveball <laughs> surprise surprise yeah. That'd be interesting. Starts anyway, off saying, you already did that in the last game. Yeah. Uh, so last week, we did do a whole bonus show that was way longer than we expected it to be about all the things 35th anniversary Super Mario Bros. But I did want to kind of go into more depth about uh, Super Mario 3 All-Stars being limited release and about the price and some other news surrounding that game. So mm -hmm. we already know it's Amazon's second best-selling game of 2020 already huge and huge numbers ranks, yeah it only ranks behind animal crossing and i i personally think that's because it's being advertised as limited release yeah probably so yeah definitely a big i think part we of kind it. of speculated this this sort of disney vault mentality in the last episode right the idea of the of okay it's here now but we'll probably be gone soon um driving sales is is not necessarily a new uh, concept and you know I, I'm not surprised that I, I think you're absolutely right I, I'm not surprised that it's selling the way that it is it's the Nintendo classic slash Super Nintendo classic approach right saying hey mm -hmm. this you know get it now while it's hot and then eventually it's going to be gone forever yeah mm -hmm. I mean with a Smart. significantly less cool form factor or you know design like I, I, I Nintendo put a bit of official unboxing of uh, of the actual physical version of this game and we were like, you know, we have a Nintendo voice chat Slack channel where we're always talking about stuff like this. Even on, on holiday weekends, we're just like slacking each other about Nintendo stuff because, you know, this is, this is who we are. And um, I, there were a bunch of people when this first got announced being like, oh, I bet they're going to put some special stuff in the <laughs> in the box. Um, there was that, you know, uh, New Super Mario Brothers All-Stars port that came to Wii that came with like a booklet and some nice packaging and like a special uh, case and stuff like that and, and a cool looking disc. Um, this is about as bare bones as it gets. There is no, you know, making of stuff. There is no, to my knowledge, I, I, on the cart at least. I mean, to, to all we know is that on the cart is a music player, um, which has a bunch of classic songs, but um, there's nothing included in the package itself, like, you know, of old reference material. Like, I look at the Hyrule, uh, those Hyrule Historia, I believe they're called, those books. Yeah. Um, 
If not, I'm just terrible with names today and I'll just get even more mean comments and I deserve them. But uh, there's three books based on like the making of Zelda and uh, concept art, you know, um, promotional art, um, Mm -hmm. just paintings, all this great, great stuff. And it's, you know, none of that is here. And this this would have been such a fantastic time to capitalize on that and put all that stuff in the package. You look at what um, Capcom's done with the Mega Man collections and stuff. It's just right. so cool. I mean, it it even the Street Fighter collection, like I'm never even I've never been super great at that game, but I bought that collection because of the archival stories it was telling sort of under the hood. Um, I'm such a geek for that stuff. And I wish they had included that here because I feel like this is such a great time to reflect on the the history and the creation and the lineage of this franchise and, and this character. And they just didn't. It, do you it's think also it's a plan B game? Do you, do you think it's maybe it's a plan B game in that Super Mario 3D World was supposed to be the the game this season, like the remake coming with the add-on pack and like the whole coronavirus situation pushed that game back? And so they're like, hey, plan B, re-release three classics right now rather than doling them out one by one later on the eShop. I don't know. Maybe It is maybe really weird, right? Like mm-hmm, it's yeah. not, it can't be that hard for Nintendo to gather all this information and put it together, but it would take an archivist uh, would take somebody at the headquarter to do this. And that's kind of hard to do right now. Right. In this situation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were you going to say, Zach? I don't remember. Okay. Well, I was going to say, uh, we, you know, we talked about the giga league a little bit on this show. A ton mm-hmm. of stuff came out of that specifically around. Super oh, Mario right, right. And mm-hmm. so the, the audience knows that stuff exists and, I mean, I, I just look at like what Xbox did the other day, like their new console leaked and at three o'clock in the morning, they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, you guys are right. Here That's it is. Perfect. It's real. Um, yeah. I think they handle that well. And I don't think Nintendo needs to have their hand forced in a situation like that. But we got so much sort of like hidden code stuff through, you know, theft uh, of, of content from Nintendo that it would have been mm-hmm. nice to see them sort of like legalize some of that conversation and go, hey, you know, like here's a book that shows the making of Mario 64. If you Google Super Mario 64 concept art or Super Mario 64, uh, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Japanese player's guide for Mario 64. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but they built um, 3D dioramas, like basically out of clay of all the levels in that game. They're awesome. Cool. Like they, those exist somewhere. There's beautiful photos of them in that book. This would have been a perfect time to throw together, even like a PDF, just something, something. And I, mm-hmm. I hope, I hope they find a way to do that. Cause I, I, I do like, I, I know not everybody cares about that kind of stuff, but I do I do think it's it's really, really cool and it deserves uh, a, a place. I think for a collection that's so tied, like so clearly tied to the 35th anniversary, um, you know, and they, they even went so far as to make a big deal out of this like surprise direct and then announce all this Mario specific stuff. It does feel like a miss that there's not more of that. Um just like a closer look at all the ephemera surrounding Mario. Um, it, it is very strange to me that it's just the three games and the three soundtracks and that's it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it seems a little odd. And a game and watch unit with, you know, the original. Yeah. Right, right. And some it, is, race cars, yeah. some AR race cars and things like that. But that's all yep. separate from this package. You know, I'm talking specifically yeah. about just this legacy collection. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, th- <laughs> I think overall it's a cool celebration because there's so much to it, right? Like so many different pieces of the puzzle that make up this 34th and 35th anniversary but yeah that the the part that we really care about is kind of missing that little museum of mario um that was so cool uh, uh, about the the wii collection um well would love to see yeah, that again 
and I think that's that's what that would have really I think softened the blow a little bit on the uh, sort of uh, timed exclusivity window of it all by going mm-hmm. like okay we are like th- then you have sort of a an actual manufacturing justification for limiting the amount of copies that you're selling of a physical item. I mean the, I'll never be able to justify shutting the door on the digital purchasing of this game because it's you know it doesn't make any sense but if you said hey for a limited time like they're doing with the game and watch um and they're they say hey this we have this amazing package it comes with this art book and all this other stuff like that and like this cool soundtrack cd whatever it is you need Mm -hmm. um but we're only going to print it for six months and then it goes away then i would go okay like i understand why you're doing that like this is how collector's editions work in general this is how most you know, you eventize stuff like this. This is just a, you know, it's an off-center logo on a switch cart inside of a switch case with a reversible sleeve. Like that's it, literally it. And so even though it's not coming with anything, people are already trying to scalp it on eBay for more than a hundred dollars. It's crazy. Bought three copies for a hundred dollars each. (laughs) No, I didn't really. And I I do, I do want to be abundantly clear. I am ridiculously excited to (laughs) sit down and actually play these games. This will, I tweeted about this yesterday, but I'm probably going to play these more than the next gen systems. Like it's just, it's just the way that it's going to work. Cause I love these games so much. These are like it's, it's some of the best games ever made. Um, and Mario sunshine. And I think it's going to be really, really cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about a lot of folks like yourself, Brian, getting back to Mario sunshine and realizing like, Oh, this is a much better game than I remembered. We I talked a little it. bit about this. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this on the the bonus episode, but you know, when you release something that is so monumental, so watershed as Mario sixty four, like how do you possibly follow up on that? Like how do you possibly more watershed? What, what do you guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, I must have been in there rattling around in the back. But, um, yeah, you know, like how do you possibly follow up on that? So I think at the time, anything would have been a disappointment. Um, so yeah, no, I That's love it. Mario. That's all I have to say about I'm that. very excited yeah. to play it again. It's one um, of those games that that kind of throws a a wrench in you know the the theories that Nintendo just keeps remaking the same Mario game, right? Like because that one right. is so different, everything about it feels different, except for you know the control of Mario, obviously, and, and the world. But um, yeah, it's it. I was talking to Zach earlier. Um, I'm amazed that Nintendo has never brought back Flood as a power up, right? Like they've 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 recycled um, power-ups from game to game, but like the ability to have this backpack that lets you hover is something that they didn't, didn't go back to in Odyssey or any of these mainline games. They've thrown it in smash, which is, which is cool. You know, that's yeah. close enough, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Cause we've seen, I mean, there's actually a bunch of power-ups, like even like the, the beekeeper costume in galaxy mm-hmm. never really returned. Right. There's yeah. a, and like, did, I don't, did metal Mario ever really come back? Hmm. I don't remember. I don't think I don't, so, right? No. Yeah, I mean, it, they're, I guess they're cats. yeah, the cats. <laughs> I don't know if we got metal cats, um, but metal yeah, cats. I, I, they're, they're kind of weird with power ups on the on the 3D realm because I feel like the 2D stuff um, cycles in and out a lot. Yep. But uh, I did wanted to go over. So even though the game isn't coming with much of anything really nothing extra except for the soundtrack it's still going for $60 and that has created some turmoil for example online and also in our own NBC podcast forums on Facebook and we were written to by John Kozel and they said I just wanted to point something out on the Super Mario 3D All-Stars pricing the last time they sold Mario 64 as a standalone it was on the Wii slash Wii U virtual console it sold for $10 Mario Galaxy on the Wii U goes for 20 
And if we assume that the value of Mars Sunshine is in the middle, then that would be 15, bringing 15. us to a total of $45. Mm-hmm. Um, since bundles are often cheaper than buying products individually, I would have thought they'd sell this for $40. And then he, he brings up the turmoil and then uh, he says, thank you for your time and thanks so much for making a great show. Um, I know they, they did do some up for these games. So they're not direct ports. Um, they are HD 1080 slash 720. So there is some work that went into them, but I don't know. I don't do you think that warrants the increased price. Well, you're you're not getting them. You're you're getting it on cartridge too, right? So there's the True. added cost of that, and like that means I'm Nintendo not. is always gonna. Well, <laughs> Nintendo is always gonna charge just a little bit more. But like your logic is absolutely sound. You know, if right. all things were created equal, and by the way, these are old prices, right? Like you could yes. argue that they should be cheaper now because time moves on and new games come out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like thirty nine ninety five would have been a really fair price for this collection. And 60 sounds a little high for something that doesn't have anything special and new in it. And presumably, you know, we'll have to see what the final games are like. But, um, you know, it doesn't sound like they 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 fixed a lot, right? It's- I feel like Nintendo is looking at the sales data on Amazon and they're like, that's that's a nice suggestion. The very kind of you. Yes, I, $40 is a good idea. But have you seen $60? Because we have. And it's great. Yeah. Like they're, that's the issue with supply and demand is like they, you know, um, we, I remember when they ported tropical freeze, everybody was like, this is, it's crazy that this is this much money. Like this, that had been reduced significantly on Wii U Mm -hmm. by, by that point. And it was pretty much just a drag and drop, you know, a little bit of funky Kong thrown in. And yeah, I was going to say, you're paying for a funky Kong premium on that one. He's got to run his deadlines, man. The mean, the mean, like with Donkey Kong, you could have said, well, just wait until it drops in price and then buy it. And, you know, I I just finished the Switch version this weekend and it's awesome. Like, it's a really good game. And you could have waited a couple of years to get a lower price if you really cared. You can't do that with the Mario collection because it's going to be gone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The, yeah, that, it'll never price yeah. drop. I mean, mo- N- no. Nintendo Switch is three and a half years old now. For how old, like, mm-hmm. and still hasn't gotten a price drop, not once. Um, the mo- Breath of the Wild hasn't gotten a price drop, right? Mario Kart hasn't. Yep. They, they, no. N- Nintendo. That's the other thing. It's like not only do they come in with a very high price, they keep it there for longer than pretty much anybody else does. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they sell in tons of units, and so in their mind they're doing the right thing and yep. consumers mm-hmm. are happily handling, handing over money. And so I think it's just a vocal minority saying, I wish it was cheaper. I mean, we all wish it was cheaper, but I don't know. Like, I think, I think most people feel like it's very high. It's, it's priced a bit too high. And, and that that's everybody's right. Right. Like, yeah. If you do the I mean, math, it's the, it is... second, it's the second highest selling game of the year in 2020 on Amazon. So there's not a ton people of people that feel that, that <laughs> no, it's I mean, too high. Right. Like, be, be, no, but people feel that way, but they're still going to buy it, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel objectively that it's priced too high, and they could have done more with this collection. And Brian just said the same thing, right? It would have been nice to have all the archival stuff in it, but we're still going to pick it up for sixty bucks because they're three yeah. incredible games mm-hmm. that are going away. Yeah, that are not going away. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that is It'll a big be part of it. It'll yeah, of course. I, I think you Maybe. can you can out you can off. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with the Disney Vault, right? Like, it wasn't just that stuff went in there; it was that it came back out, and it was a big deal every time it did. They'd be like, "Pocahontas is going away for a, a few months," and then Pocahontas would come back, and it would be like, "Oh, Pocahontas is back! Great." Um, I don't think anybody but, cared about that one. No, I was gonna say Pocahontas could go away for a long time. That's fine. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Come on! <laughs> it's like one of the worst Disney animated movies. It's not great. 
Um, but no, I, I do. I do think that like uh, if this game was sixty dollars and it wasn't limited release, you wouldn't see the sort of gold rush happening right now. To I agree to, to get it as fast I agree as possible. With that as well. They're smart and so good. Yeah, good marketing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. oh, we were just talking about the Super Mario Bros. Super Mario 3D All Stars being limited release and the price and our thoughts on that. But there is some more news also related to Mario's 35th anniversary. And um, basically, we found out there was a page that stated Super Mario Maker 2 Ninja Speedrun event was actually set to take place in April this year, um, almost five months before any of the celebrations were actually revealed. So that kind of suggests that all of this was supposed to be announced five months prior. So does that mean that the game that we're getting, the games that we're getting next March were also supposed to be bumped up five months prior? So it is Mm. some speculation, but the page has now been taken down, so you can't look at it. But we do have an IGN Mm. article about it. Um, And it was uh, discovered by Wario64 on Twitter. So thanks for that, Wario64. So in like alternate timeline 2020, the uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection is about to go back into the vault yeah forever yeah. right mm-hmm. right oh. weird <laughs> we would have been playing that all summer that's yeah. right also and seeing movies in theaters hanging out maybe person. the sky wouldn't be uh you know the blood moon rises again time all day yeah, yeah, we know. the sky used to be blue that's true yeah mm-hmm. the sky used to be blue now it's uh, orange shades of red it's like that's diarrhea fine. brown here really yeah no you're right it's like kind of yellow now it's not good Mm. because you don't know um in the bay california the state of california is on fire so everywhere from from los angeles all the way up to like seattle washington and oregon everything is disgusting and orange and gray and it's terrible Mm -hmm. yeah as as if we seem a little the worst year yeah if we seem a little a little down today um you know pardon part in the dust or whatever because it's or literally because <laughs> literally because <laughs> there's there, yeah there's literally ash on everything and it's it, we we our brains all think it's like nine o'clock at night in the middle of winter right now so i was very confused when i woke up this morning mm-hmm. but thanks for sticking also, with us yeah but also in other news there's another patent for a, a new joy con from nintendo this one looks like a standalone joy con the patent is from may 28th registered this april and it looks like it just doesn't attach to a switch. So maybe a standalone Joy-Con to use with the Switch Lite to take advantage of games that need Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think that's the best theory because like, you know, could it, the question is, would this be timed around the Switch Pro? Presumably, you know, if if the Switch Pro is still going to take the route of being a versatile machine that you can play handheld and dock, and it's not just a 4k box like um you know the next gen consoles are and you're not able it doesn't have a screen Mm -hmm. then i i would suppose that these joy con could be done in the style of the of the switch light and that's why they don't have a slide on and a charge rail and all of that um but yeah it's uh what what do you mean style of a switch light like I'm sorry, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around well the 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 current joy con have a uh have a uh you know, a rail that you can right, attach it to the char- switch. Slides switch, and charges, yeah. The light doesn't have that, right? And so, like, if as a light owner you want to play multiplayer on the tiny screen with your friends, you don't really need the switches with the rail on it. It's like it's actually, okay. you know, they look saying. worse, they feel worse. So they could be releasing a model that is designed only for player two, three, even four. Um, but honestly, my reaction to this was, 
another week, another another patent. Um, right. Nintendo has done so many patents, and I listed some some of them for you guys here. There was in 2016 they showed off a patent for a wide Joy-Con. So same Joy-Con, but double double the width of the regular one. They showed off at the same patent registration. They had it showed off is the wrong term. They had a Joy-Con with a D-pad and no stick at all. So unlike, you know, the third-party ones, no stick at the top. They had a Joy-Con with a D-pad and a big A control button as if it was a, you know, almost like, like the a GameCube. A, yeah, like a weird version of a GameCube without a second uh-huh. stick. And then they had right. um in 2019 they had a Joy-Con touch pen attachment, like so the Joy-Con had a little little nippy at the top you could use as a <laughs> stylus. And then uh, later in the year, they had a hinged Joy-Con. Do you guys remember the hinged one? I do remember the hinged one, yeah. So, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. The uh, entire top of the Joy-Con was tiltable like this, um, while they, you, know, you could still slide them on, but had a different kind of function like that. So they've been registering patents around these attachments forever. And you know, I just rattled off um, half a dozen of them, and none of them have ever come out. So might this, be the faith of this one, too. This talk about controllers... I'm going to backtrack for a second. It just has me remembering um, in Mario Sunshine, you used the, the analog triggers on the GameCube controller to control the, the flow of the water, but the yep. Joy-Con and Switch controllers don't have that. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you can't so use we... the GameCube controller with Mario Sunshine in the collection as far as I've heard. Correct. So we don't, no, you actually, we don't know you yet what the solution is. Um, speculation says that I can't use the GameCube controller. Yeah, but speculation so far was that you just use tilt control to adjust the oh, flow. Make- but then the the places where you actually use analog spray in the game are aren't. It's not that often. It's usually okay. you're almost digitally floating around, and you can tap your way like with a hover backpack. You can tap it, but that's something uh, the reviewer of this game should look at and see how it how it was implemented. Yeah. I see. Yeah, sorry for that complete being completely sidetracked. <laughs> what a, that Who's is reviewing that game for us? Huh? Nobody knows. Who's reviewing. Nobody knows. Okay. I hope it's someone who has some sort of level of skill. It's, it's going to be a watershed moment for IGN. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the reviewer doesn't spray words all over the place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was well, it's, about. You know, it's it's all... good for them to get their feet wet, though. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I am deeply <laughs> uncomfortable with this conversation. Yeah. Hopefully, so that this was review is a ray of sunshine. Moist. Um, <laughs> about wow. Joy-Con and Mario's 35th anniversary having been delayed for five months. And this is the time where we would usually talk about games out this week, but there are so few games of interest that Tom didn't really have any to suggest to us. But Tom's um, slacking off yet again. Unbelievable. Never. He, he's not slacking off at all. But um, Minecraft Dungeons Hero Edition is out this week for $29.99, and it also includes it includes some uh, extras as well as access to the DLC Jungle Awakens and Creeping Winter when they become available. And Creeping Winter DLC is available now, so you can pick that up if you're looking for a co-op dungeon crawler. And very quickly, this one just caught my eye because I used to play this as a kid, but there's a new RPG maker. Uh, it looks pretty cool and the rpg maker player is free so you can make your own rpgs with all these built-in tools i haven't played an rpg maker in forever but they were pretty cool i don't know 15 years ago so they're probably still pretty cool who knows maybe even better than ever yeah it (laughs) it could be better who knows i don't know will we be reviewing this game i don't know but you can go check it out but uh that's about it for games 
out this week. So let's talk about games that we're playing. Zach, where do you plan? Um, well, I played about five minutes of Spirit Fair earlier this week uh, because I was missing my boat friends. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a ton of opportunity to to play much of that. I I am playing a different game that I can't talk about yet. In fact, some might even say that there are multiple games within this game. Maybe there are three of them. I don't know. But um, can't can't really talk about that. You, you might notice that I've been quiet for a lot of this show um, because of reasons related to this game. So um, That's super yeah. news. Yeah. What a mystery. So I know. Yeah. You guys will never be able to solve it. No. Maybe Zach will flood your ears with some impressions down the line. Perhaps Brian, next week. Playing? Perhaps next week I'll have sixty-four tidbits for you to listen to. I think there'll be a galaxy of speculation here. <laughs> All right, this is terrible. Maybe we'll see some sunshine um, next week too. Who knows? We might. We might. Um, I'm playing uh, a game called Struggling. I don't know if you guys have played it or heard about it. It's Yeah, we've all been playing like... that all year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Struggling is, you can play it in single player, but uh, I'm playing it in co-op on Switch because it's super fun. Um, you basically split the Joy-Cons off and you play as this uh, deformed, two-headed, mutated creature with two arms that escapes from a science laboratory and has to survive and um each player controls a different limb and you can basically wiggle your arm around and grab stuff and uh then tear your arm off and stuff like that and it's like it's almost like quap it's like a sort of like david Hmm. cronenberg version of quap where you are playing as this like freakish mutated sci-fi monster and you have to communicate and collaborate which uh if you've ever played you know uh stuff like snipper clips you know involves like screaming at each other and hoping for the best and solving puzzles together uh it's essentially a platformer but um because it's a side scroller but it's just consistently really funny and just horribly grotesque uh and i really dig it like it's I, I we played it for like two hours last night. I was just like in tears, laughing the entire time. It's it looks a little bit like get. It looks like getting over it or something like that, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a game. But it's tailor made for streamers and you know just spectating hmm. and seeing somebody mm-hmm. interesting it because it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's That's on cool. Switch and PC now. I think nice. it's fifteen bucks. What about you, Pear? What are you playing this week? So as I mentioned, I finished uh, Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Played that in co-op with my daughter, and that game is really good. I just, it's mean. I curse retro so many times. Like the, the um the special levels, the 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 high difficult levels without checkpoints and stuff. You just want to strangle the designer for them. But it's so creative. It has so many <laughs> great parts in it. The minecart rides are just such a joy in this game but also make made me very angry and then i played a little bit of hyrule warriors dx2 just to kind of get the feel for it as well um that's going to be our next uh co-op game to tackle but speaking of co-op my favorite game this week actually that i played is unrailed have you guys seen that there's a demo out for it no. download the demo no. it's kind of like an isometric uh isometric game where um up to three players can uh, work together to create a train track for a train that keeps moving forward and if it runs out of track it's game over and so in order to build the train track uh one player has to grab a pickaxe and mine some rocks the other one has to get an axe and get some wood and you load it into this cart on the train and then you get train tracks out of it and like once in a like when the train gets too hot 
everything catches fire and you have to get a bucket and get water and put the fire out. Otherwise, it doesn't produce new train tracks. And then, you know, the difficulty increases and there'll be robbers showing up who take your stuff and you have to build bridges over water. And it's it's a little bit like blast core where you're constantly running out of space. You know, like you, you have to constantly um, stay ahead of this train. Um, it's just it's really fun. It's like this uh, this kind of zoomed out perspective. Graphics look very blocky like Minecraft. Um, and as you progress, you upload, you uh, up upgrade your train, you you know speed up the production of parts, you unlock dynamite and stuff like that. It's really really fun, uh, but definitely uh, uh, probably best in couch co-op. And that's how, how I've been playing it. I'll check out the demo. That sounds really fun. That one's that good. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. There are a couple other puzzle games. There's Active Neurons. I played uh, the demo of that one. Seems fine. Not not something that knocked my socks off. Like a very straightforward kind of block solving maze game you know like in, in zelda when you're like in the overhead games you push a block and uh, you know there's only one solution to the puzzle and how you can do it it's similar to that um but a whole game with kind of like neon graphics and then there's uh, avici and vector which is a uh, basically think of like thumper matched with Star Fox a little bit um it's a rhythm game on tracks where you have to hit the button to the beat and you have to shift tracks in order to um to get all the beats and then it goes into like some kind of star foxy sections where you have to navigate and fly around asteroids and stuff it's it's a um, it's pretty well made as well but um not exactly my kind of game i'm I'm much more into unrailed this week mm. cool thanks fair unrailed sounds but you are for the record you are a big avici fan right mm, i had to ask my daughter who that was does <laughs> oh, that I count <laughs> so um yeah, yeah then, look, no offense if that's uh if that's your music it sounded pretty cool um seems like a good good little rhythm game of which there are nine thousand on the switch now yeah there are too many there are too many yeah. games it's very thumper yeah. if you know thumper it's it's similar to that that game rules thumper is mm -hmm. great you yep. know there is mm -hmm. a another genre that there are too many of on the switch and those are otome games and for those of you who don't know they're reverse harem dating games which is you play as a lady and there are a bunch of dudes and it's a dating game and okay. <laughs> because i they're super easy to play because you, you literally just press the a button to read text and so i streamed like an hour of one of those games last week and mm -hmm. oh boy it was ridiculous i played dangerous relationship and it was very problematic but oh boy you know, oh, that's they, not where i was hoping that's not where i was hoping where you would go with that <laughs> <laughs> no it's like it is about a girl who who's working at a production studio and they very obviously have terrible HR practices and don't teach anyone anything about how they should treat their coworkers. But anyway, check that out. It's not really. I'm not recommending it. It's <laughs> no, so don't check that out. So don't check that out. Got it. I didn't know what else to play, but I did play some of a short hike. But um, I it was awesome. a little bit uh, too. I got to the point where there's a beach ball challenge and I I had I could I beat the the 10 yeah. challenge with one hand with just my left hand. But then to get the 20, I got really frustrated and started using my right hand. And that was a bad idea. So I had to stop. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you also have to flap the wings because you have to fly in this game. So I yeah. can see that that might not be the best choice for you. Yeah, um, I tried. I was doing it with my left hand like pretty well. Brian, you play that? The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, play it? I, yeah, okay, good. I liked it all. Casey, did I miss something? Did you hurt your hand? 
Um, I've I've just been having trouble with like tendonitis nonsense got it, got it, for got it. a while now, and I'm still kind of like trying to figure it out. But um, I I did want to bring up so months ago, I don't even remember when this thing was sent to me. But um, here, let me just show you. This is this is my fiance switch. It is also a little bit busted. <laughs> but um, okay, so uh, there's I'm a theme. showing you a thing. This is a fixture S one. And um, this was sent to me at the office a long time ago, but it was, I did not have a pro controller at that time, so I could not test it out. And then when I got a pro controller, I could no longer play games with the pro controller. So I haven't tested it out, but um, my partner did yesterday and he gives it a thumbs up and it's, you can buy this, but it's cool. Like you have your screen in the pro controller and then you can play it. Um, let me, how do I, how do I explain this for audio listeners? You snap the controller into a like 3d printed plastic part, and then you slide in your switch screen uh, above it. And then it has, um, it balances. So when you're holding it, it doesn't make your hands tilt one way or the other. So you can kind of play with your pro controller portably. It's pretty cool. I got one of those last year. Um, they're, they're really awesome. I believe it was E3 last year's. A blur i don't remember conventions anymore but yeah it's it's super super awesome um i i like like it's sort of curling up on the couch with it because it's you can use a pro controller and not have to use the joy cons and sometimes it's just more comfortable playing with the pro and it's it's such an awesome it's such an awesome idea to be able to allow you to do that without hogging up the tv like mm-hmm. it's yeah. combining it's combining two uncombinable elements of the switch and still making it something you can play in like a comfy way which i really really dig yeah, nice. it's really cool. So we just talked about games that we're playing, but now let's play Question Block, where we ask my, my favorite game submitted by you. Can't play that. It's <laughs> the only game that doesn't question. get delayed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not playable. This first question is from Eduardo Paz, and they said, with all the recent announcements we got the last couple of weeks, how do you feel about Nintendo in 2020 now? Yeah, there you go. Um, um, I mean, better than disaster. I, I was I was a little bit worried when when they were so quiet around the June time frame, um, you know, when we were expecting the kind of traditional E3 announcements. And I was like, ooh, maybe they're impacted much worse than we expected. And, you know, it wasn't just Breath of the Wild 2 that got delayed out of this this year. But, you know, like the... You know, Pikmin remake, the you know the Mario collection, all of that stuff, and then uh, honestly, Paper Mario, um, and now this Hyrule Warriors at least um, creates some fun this quarter. I mean, we should be getting. I know it's not first party, but uh, kind of. Um, we are getting Pokemon Snap this year, yep. maybe. Hopefully. Oh yeah, there's Snap too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's mean, not, I, I would give it a B minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. And Animal Crossing was an absolute monster. I mean, and, and, and like the thing is, like I'm I'm sympathetic to what Nintendo and every creative company, every person on Earth is going through right now this year specifically. So I see a lot of negativity about them not really bringing it this year. And like I said earlier, you, you know, I'm a little let down that they, they didn't have more stuff this fall. But I'm completely sympathetic to that. And also, like I will never for I will never forget the the just the sheer sort of joy and optimism that came when animal crossing hit this year at the exact right moment right yeah i mean that is that is one of the most serendipitous things in all of gaming i think it's up there with you know that summer where everyone was playing pokemon go um it was just one of those things that it just 
was so perfect. And so when we look at the brand, the, you know, the broad scope of the year, yeah, I wish there was more sort of individual software hits. Um, but the Animal Crossing moment for me is one of those things I'm going to look back on for the rest of my life as, as something that was really, really special this year. Yeah, Nintendo owns Spring with that game. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought they they just had the right game at the right time, and Animal Crossing is just really good. And I, I think it'll show up. It'll, it'll be up there in the top five best-selling games of the year once we oh, get yeah. to uh, the end of December. Um, and so I would I would say like the first half looked really good, and I think Paper Mario is a great game. So if you're still holding out, stop it. It's really really good. Play that. The the reason why I'm not in B plus to A territory is because Q4 is just not, especially in the face of these next gen consoles launching. This was the time where we should have gotten a Mario Something Metroid huge. Zelda yeah. caliber mm-hmm. game, and we just were not yeah. getting that. And so Hyrule Warriors is a good gap filler, but not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not not my favorite year for Nintendo. Um. Uh, yeah. I think that the, I totally understand what Brian is Brian is saying. You know, obviously everybody's plans got messed up by the state of the world. Um, but just the, the, the caliber of the, of releases this year outside of, of paper Mario and, uh, animal crossing, which I fell off of super hard. Um, a little disappointing to me. I feel like every year that the switch has been around, it's been, uh, two or three, uh, you know, either really heavy hitters or games that had bit no business being as good as they were. I'm looking at you, Luigi's Mansion. Um, but uh, Luigi's Mansion was it, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if if somebody would have told me last year that Luigi's Mansion would be like a top three Nintendo Switch game for me, like I would be like, yeah, right. But that game is incredible, and I think that yeah. that in previous years they've been able to pull stuff out of their hat like that. And this year, you know, Animal Crossing is very good but short-lived for me. Paper Mario is very good, but not like amazing. Um, so yeah, overall, I think it's just been an okay year. I'd probably land on uh, C, C minus this year. Are you guys, yeah. are you guys Pikmin players? Did you guys all uh, finish Pikmin 3 or no? I, I really I enjoyed Pikmin 3. I didn't yeah, I really it, enjoyed but... Pikmin 3 back on the old Wii U. But I loved it. Awesome, Awesome final boss, like really clever, awesome final sequences. So hopefully you you uh, you get to it with this one. I'm excited to give that one another shot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's definitely a weird year. I mean, a I, I thing I forgot to mention before, while you know the Breath of the Wild Hyrule Warriors thing is not necessarily for me. Last year they remade my favorite Zelda game of all time, and so I'm good for a while. You know, like that's mm-hmm. like that was like one of those things specifically designed in a lab for for. For me, and you know, obviously Zach as well, who has you know a huge, huge love for the original version of that game. Um, and so, you know, it's not not everything is. We've talked about it on this show. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the remake of Link's Awakening, but oh yeah, but you like you like the right. original game, right? But I love the original for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd you know, see. we'll find some people to replace you eventually, and get some real <laughs> Nintendo fans on here. You know, get some real Zelda guys. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's you know it does not everything has to be for everyone all the time. Basically, sometimes games come out that aren't necessarily for us. The Mario Kart uh, Live thing is not for me because I don't have the room for it. Um, but that's going to be huge. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be that. And that is that is a brand new fall game, essentially, right? Um, that we're kind of yeah, that's uh, undercutting. A, that's a weird one. It's a little bit more like Labo for me. You know, like the. Just like the Game and Watch, it's like the NES Classic. This is kind of like the crazy toy stuff. Um, but yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. That's coming out too. I this this year has a lot 
of re-releases where they they are remastering games. I mean, we got Xenoblade Chronicles. We're getting Pikmin. We oh, are I getting Mario games. Yeah, uh, we got. Yeah. I know none of you care that much about it, but Rune Factory Four Special. We also got um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. We mm-hmm. have a, a lot of. Oh, that was really, this year too. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good um, game too. I did review updates for for both of those guys. Guys, those games. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but I um, you were talking to us. Yeah, I, I reviewed all of you. You didn't see? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I think all uh, of our scores would go down from wherever right. they used to be. They've all gone down. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of bringing back games. Obviously, we've got wonderful one-on-one, two, through oh, yeah. you know, the, the whole Kickstarter mm-hmm. campaign there. Um, I think it's great that some of these underplayed played games are coming back. It's just that can't be the foundation of yeah. your entire strategy. I think Nintendo is getting some... Um, getting some leeway here because for the first time those games are now playable as portable games so it is a different shift than you know uh, an xbox 360 game coming out again on an xbox one but um i i want to see i want to see them just knock it out of the park with new installments and in, in their best franchises like what we've seen with breath of the wild and smash and mario mm-hmm. kart oh, we actually haven't gotten a new mario kart in a long time um and uh, obviously, Fire Emblem was an amazing game too for the Switch. So mm-hmm. I want selfishly, I want more of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I think this game was a great. This year was a great year for people who did not have a Wii U and did not play Wii U games because you basically yeah. got a bunch of games that you never played before that were great. No, seriously, it is most so, people. Yeah. On I think right now I think it is sitting at a. It's sitting at a. It was going to be a C plus, but it's a B if Pokemon Snap comes out this year. And I think I'd bump it up to a B plus or an A if Rune Factory 5 came out this wow. year. But look at you. I mean, because like I when Power I get a game that I'm Rune really Factory. into can make my year. But right now, there, like I don't. Is there don't no know. new mainline Pokemon this year? There are DLC packs um, and the first one already came out and the next one should be coming out sometime this fall. But we haven't heard anything, so I don't know if it's delayed. That feels weird. Yeah. Aren't they rumors of X and Y remakes or something? Or? There's always rumors. There's I mean, rumors. Okay. they they have been going down the line and remaking games, but they haven't remade anything past the Game Boy Advanced era. So I don't know. Maybe they'll we'll they'll see. dip into some DS games next. That's right. Maybe that's a uh, December update there. But that is about all we have for this week's Nintendo Voice Chat. Thank you so much for watching. Um, Brian, Pear, and Zach, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And remember, you can watch Nintendo Voice Chat every week on Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on your favorite podcasting platform or YouTube or GN.com. Look out for our posts in NBC Podcast Forum where we will be calling out for your video comments that we will play next week. And the question will be in that forum as well. We'll also post the article and I think we'll promote it on Twitter. So follow nintendo voice chat um nbc podcast on twitter and mm-hmm. that is about all you need to know about us and remember nintendo voice chat is the only place you can get the thing close your windows don't breathe ash in unison no less mm-hmm. contained herein are the heresies of radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.